Man, how many of you came ready to hear a word from God this morning? All right, all right. You sound excited. You sound excited this morning. Thank you, Jesus. You know, even though we had a rough night last night, you came excited to church, amen? Hallelujah. God is still on the throne, right? Amen. God is still victorious. We're still victorious because we're his children. So you can thank God for that. James chapter 1 and verse 6. James chapter 1 and verse 6. James says these words and he says, But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, he says, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this beautiful day that you have made. Lord, we thank you for your word, because we know that your word brings life. Lord, bring life into these individuals here this morning, Father. Whatever, however we walked in these doors, we know that you are going to refresh and renew and re-strengthen our lives if we trust in you. Lord, help your word, Father God, to fall upon good soil, that we would not only be hearers, but doers of your word. Father, we thank you. Lord, help me to speak your word, Father God, with clarity, and with understanding, so that we can apply it into our lives. Lord, we give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name, the church says, Amen and Amen. I titled this message this morning, Stability in Unstable Times. How many know that the times that we live in are very much unstable? You know, everything, everything keeps changing. And not just small changes, dramatic changes, life-changing changes. And so because we are surrounded by all of this instability of life, we need to have some kind of stability at play in our lives as the children of God. The Bible says that we are we are in this world, but we are not of this world, right? And so because the world is unstable, we cannot be unstable. Because the world may seem like a chicken with no head, we as God's people cannot be that same chicken. Amen? Tell your neighbor, you got to keep your head. You see, we have to understand, though, where this stability comes from, which we're going to get into a little later on, and how we can have this active in our lives. How do we do this? How do we, how do we figure out um, where we stand right now in our lives, and how do we know what to correct? See, in life, we seek stability. Everyone seeks it in life. You know, you think about when you apply for a job. 
you apply for a job based upon a couple of things, but one of the most important things is stability, right? You don't want to have to interview for another job, you know, come next month. You seek to keep that employment for a certain duration, whatever you have planned. Maybe it's for the rest of your life or work career. And, but you seek stability. You, don't, you, don't, you, you look for something that you know is going to be stable. You seek out stability. In a relationship, how many of you seek stability in your relationships? Amen? How many of you married individuals here, married couples, seek stability in your marriage? Amen? You, you want it. You need it. You don't want an unstable marriage. Nobody seeks that. We seek it in our mental health. We seek stability, right? There are certain days that, you know, you know we're, we're doing a little better than others. You know, other days, I mean, not other people. But we seek it. It's so crucial. I mean, you know, even children need stability. And they're going to get their stability from who? From their mom and dad. And this is why, this is why when, when children have to go through the sad experience of a parent's divorce, it causes instability in their lives. You see, stability is something that you can count on, right? It's something that you, can, that, that you think is firm. You know what's going to happen. And these kids, they go through a process during these kind of times when they don't know what's going to happen, and it affects them. Why? Because there's no stability. And we see the effects upon children. It's sad, but these things happen. But we must understand the importance of that stableness in our lives. Allow God. Amen. Allow God to restore. Amen. If, that, if that's you and you're going through something in your marriage, allow God to restore that marriage. Allow him to do it, amen, by putting him first. And I don't want to get in a little jump ahead, but put God first in your life. Amen. In your life. Don't live your spouse's life. That's not your life to live. You can't change that person. The only one you can change is you. So allow God to change your life. If we want to live a truly balanced life, you can only look at one as a model, and that's Jesus Christ. See, the truth is, is that if you place anything at the center of your life for the stability, it's going to fail. Can you imagine if someone placed their relationship or placed their marriage as the center of the life of strength, of happiness, joy? Can you imagine how that would look? Can you imagine if someone placed their career as the center of their life where everything draws its strength from? Everything draws its support from. See, I think of it, I think of, uh, I think of an automobile. You know, there's times when, you know, just because of the wear of your tire, uh, they, they get out of balance. 
The weight is not evenly distributed on that tire and the rim. And so every now and then, you have to go to the tire shop and get your tires balanced. Why? Because maybe, maybe you're on the freeway and you feel those tires bouncing. That's an unbalanced tire. It's going to cause uneven wear on your tire. It may even cause those little, those little bubbles that you may see sometimes on your tire. And you're thinking, where did that come from? Your tire is, was not balanced, possibly, or maybe it's just a bad one. And, and the, the, constant, the constant rotation of it not being balanced was causing uh, one part to hit a little more than another. But everything runs smooth, amen, when those tires are balanced, right? You get brand new tires, they're balanced, and, and, and they're, you know, brand spanking you, and you drive, and man, you could, you feel like you can go 200 miles an hour. I think of a bicycle rim. How the bicycle rim has that hub in the middle, and out of that hub come all the spokes, you know, when I was a little kid, I would put uh, some aluminum cans um, in the, in the, um, uh, on the tire to make it sound like it was rattling. But then we'd also use some cards uh, on the spokes uh, to, to also give it that sound as well. I mean, we had, you know, we had to improvise for a lot of, you know, a lot of things. It was fun, though. But I think of those spokes and how they provide the support for that rim. All those many spokes. And I think of our life. I think of all the spokes in our lives. The spoke of relationships. Your family, right? How about the spoke of your church family? The spoke of your career. The spoke of your finances the spoke of your goals in life, many others, many other spokes that you have in your life, all those things that you give time to, all those things you give attention to, those things you love, those are all spokes in your life. But there has to be a hub. There has to be something where all of those things that you love draw their strength from. Where all of those things draw wisdom from. Where they draw understanding. Where they draw help. Where they draw direction from. Where they draw strength. And my question to you this morning is, what's at the center of your life? What is that hub that everything else draws from in your life? Maybe you're asking, well, how do I figure that out? Well, what do you give the most time to in your life? What is it that you go to in life's difficulties? What is it that you turn to? Think about it. Is it a thing? Is it a person? I certainly hope it's not, it's not something like a career. Because, man, that'll let you down real quick. 
It's no wonder why so many people become defeated because they've put their hope and trust in something that was never meant to handle something like that. It was never intended to be the center of your life. That person, your spouse, was never meant to be the center where everything else draws strength from. Yes, you love them, and you are one, but we need to understand that the only way it's going to work is if God is at the center. It's the only way it's going to work. Everything else you try is going to fail. Now, disclaimer first, I love the Dodgers. Go Dodgers. But can you imagine if my stability was based upon them winning or losing? Some people do. Some people place their stability upon a sports team. And it ruins their day if they lose. I can care less. I'm like, what? You know, they, you know, they lost, you know, whatever. We move on. We move on, right? I don't want to play the Astros anyways. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cheaters. <laughs> it's all right. If you're an Astros fan, just, just give it to God. <laughs> Work out your own salvation, right? <laughs> <laughs> but we don't place our stability in those kind of things because it's unstable, because it's going to let you down. Only a re relationship with God. So God seeks to have in your life. Not only does a hub create stability in our lives but it also it controls and it influences everything else about our lives as i mentioned that which you have center is going to give it's going to be the source to everything else so we need to be careful we need to make sure that we have set in place what God has intended for us to put at the center. And know that he is going to provide the stability. He's going to provide the control and the power that you need for your life. The Bible says, Jesus says in Matthew 6.33, and he says, Seek first God's kingdom and what God wants. Then all your other needs will be met as well. So put God first in your life. When you put him first, everything else just falls into play. Everything else just works. Everything else becomes stable. If you, if you feel, you know, wobbly about certain things, uh, put God first in your life. Put him in the center. Allow him to strengthen every other area and that's what putting God first means allow him into your life 
allow him to control. Amen. I know we don't like anyone to control our lives. And if you don't, then we'll keep praying for you. Because that's what it's going to take. There is no other way. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, but there is no other way of serving God than giving him full control. If you're not ready, like I said, we're, we're praying for you. We're here for you. And we're believing that God is going to do that in your life. Ask yourself this question. What is the biggest obstacle in your life that hinders you from fully trusting in God? What is it? Think about it. What is it in my life that hinders me from fully trusting in God, from putting God at the center? Because you need to make some choices this morning. You might need to let some things go in your life. Those things that are trying to stop you from allowing God to be the center of your life, maybe it's a friendship. Well, you need to let that friendship go. Because if that friendship is hindering you from putting God at the center in your life, then you need to make some decisions right now. You need to. So as we answer that honestly, hopefully, hopefully we can move from there and start to make some progress in our lives. I remember having to update my phone. You know, we get these updates all the time, right? It seems like, like maybe twice a week you get updates on your phones. You know, your apps are always updating. I remember getting an update on my phone one time and I read through it. You know, normally I don't read through them. I just update them and, you know, go on with life. Um, you know, who knows what they're doing? <laughs> but we just say yes, right? We're just so willing. <laughs> and so I read through it one time, and what it said on there, it says, this update contains stability improvements. <laughs> Goodness, even our phone goes through Stability improvements. Why? Well, because you want it to work when you need it, right? When you want to make that phone call, you want that phone call to go through to the other person that you're trying to reach. When you send a text message, you want to make sure that that text message goes through. You know, maybe you're in a bind and you need someone really quick. You know, hey, I'm about to get in a fight. I need your help. You know, come help me. Right? <laughs> Hopefully you're past that age in your life. <laughs> no one likes when you have, uh, you know, one bar of service, right? I don't like it. Why? Because calls get dropped when that happens. I already know what's coming. You want to you wanna have full access to what was, was uh, in the contract when you signed and you, you made a commitment to pay them monthly. And as you pay your bills, you expect them to meet their uh, part of the bargain. But there is these stability improvements that need to take place. There's things that need constant attention. And it's no different 
than our lives. Oh, God, I just went through some stability improvements last week. Come on, what are you doing? This is too much here. Can't we, like, spread this out a little more? You know, maybe, like, once, maybe twice a year sounds good. I'm good for that, God. But come on, every week? God says, I know what I'm doing. I, I know what you need. You need some stability improvements. So, you know what, go ahead and just go with the program and let me do this in your life. See, because you have a choice. Just as you do with your phone, you have a choice to update your phone. At some point, if you don't update ever, it's going to stop working. They're going to force you to do it. Well, God has a way of getting us to do what he needs us to do, doesn't he? God has a way of getting our attention. Oh, man. No, no one does it better than him. Yes, he still loves us. And you have to understand that, that anything, anything that he allows in your life, he still loves you. He still cares about you. All he wants is that you would, is that you would surrender your life to him. That's all he wants. So the question is, where do we start? See, if we're to experience any kind of stability in our lives, it must start spiritually. James describes the spiritually unstable as double-minded. You ever, are you familiar with a double-minded individual? Maybe we've been double-minded at times, trying to take both sides, <laughs> trying to say yes and no. See, we cannot be both certain and doubting at the same time. You can't do that simultaneously. Because if you're certain about something, there's no room for doubt. Because that would go against the definition of being certain. It would go, go against the meaning. And on the opposite spectrum, if you were to have doubt, then there's no way that you can be certain. Do you understand that? It's very clear. That's in Webster's Dictionary. You can look it up. But it's the same thing that Jesus says. In Matthew 6.24, where he says, no one can serve two masters. He says, for you will hate the one and love the other. That's, that's strong words there. Hate, love, both opposites. You can't love and hate something, right? Maybe you think you do, but you really don't. He says, you will be devoted to one and despise the other. Jesus is saying, you have a choice. Choose your side. Whom will you serve? And there's only two options here. You serve God, or you serve the enemy. There's two. There is no gray area. 
but you can't serve both. Mark 9, 17 says here, says, as Jesus was speaking, says, one of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever, his, whenever this spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. And so I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, the disciples, You faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion. And he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this boy, or how long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy. The spirit often throws him into the fire or into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. Verse 24 says, The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Now that verse may sound like a contradiction there. I do believe but help my unbelief. Okay, so do you believe or do you not believe? What side are you taking here? Is that a yes or a no? You know, kind of like one of those courtroom answers, right? <laughs> Just kind of, you know, going around the question. I think what he was saying was that I do believe, but my faith is a little shaky. It's a little unstable. I can't, can't fully, if I'm not at that point, uh, I need you to help me, I think is what he was saying. And I mean, know that that happens in our lives too. There's times in our lives when we have some unbelief. There's times in our lives where our faith is a little shaky. And it may be about small things sometimes. We have a hard time believing that God can do something or that God can work in this situation. And sometimes we, we, we doubt God. We place limits on him because of our doubt. See, the only thing that separated this man's son from his healing was faith. Jesus says, if you believe, it's going to happen. He says, anything can happen if you believe. If you believe in what? If you believe in yourself? We know where that leads us. If you believe in nature, if you believe in medication, what are we believing in here? We're believing in God, right? We believe in God. Why? Because he can do something about it. Amen? Everything else, everything else is uncertain. 
Everything else is shaky. But when you put your trust in the Lord, oh man, you could have that confident assurance. I like that because it's, it's, it's like a, it's a you know, double, double positive you know, towards it's going to happen. You know, confident assurance. Those two words together, it means that's real. You can count on that. I do believe, but help me if I am lacking in any way. See, the Bible says that God will not grant his blessings upon those who are double-minded. His word says this. He says those who are double-minded don't expect anything from the Lord. That's what God's word says. Because you're not devoted to me. You haven't devoted your life to me. So why should you expect anything from me? See, God and the things of this world are of such opposite natures that it is impossible to love either one without hating the other. It's impossible because God and the world are so completely different. So you can't love the world and love God at the same time and vice versa. So what are you going to do when you yourself are faced with the test of your stability? Are you going to stand strong? Yes, you may want to, but it all comes down to what you have placed in the center of your life. You've got to have all the best intentions, but until you actually put some action to those words, you will cease to see that strength active in your life. What are you going to lean on? Who are you going to lean on in those times in your life? I pray that our confidence is in the Lord. I pray that each and every one of us makes a decision to place God in the center. Just like that bicycle tire. The next time you see your, the next time you ride your bicycle, you're going to think of this, I guarantee it. You're going to like the way you look, I guarantee it. That's what it reminds me of. Next time you see your bicycle rim, you're going to think of that hub. You're going to think of those spokes and those spokes being all the things in your life, everything that stems off, everything that you love, everything that you give attention to, everything that, that you've invested in, everything that is going to have to draw from something. And when you see that center, you're going to think of God. Yeah, and, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, God's going to put it on your mind. God's going to remind you that, hey, this is me. I'm the hub. I need to be the center. Because if, if, every, if anything is going to be successful in your life, it's only, it's only going to take place if I'm at the center of it. It's only going to take place if your relationship with me is on point. 
See, it's times like these that we're living in today that will determine the true strength of a structure. This morning, I mean, out of all the days to have an earthquake, really? Talking about stability? I had this plan long before this earthquake happened. God's trying to get your attention. What? Through an earthquake? God works in mysterious ways. He's trying to get your attention. I know this for certain. He wants to get your attention, and he's doing it through this word right now. He's doing it through, through situations that take place in our lives. Things that remind us, right? It reminds us to work on things. This is that time that you and I have been preparing for most of our lives. We've been reading God's word and we've been praying, we've been staying faithful for times like these, for times of uncertainty, that we would not just fall by the wayside. But because of our relationship with God, that we've now become grounded. And it's times like these that is the true test for you and I. Many of you are familiar with this game. Yes? Good. Now I guarantee you that if I were to put a 50-pound weight on top of these blocks that it will hold. I guarantee, I'll put everything I have on this, that 50 pounds that this block structure will hold. You want me to sit on it? Is that what you said? Setting me up, setting me up. But I think of this building structure here, built with many of, these, many of these blocks, right? And I think of all the building blocks in our lives, what our life is built upon. And I think, I think on those pillars in our lives. And when we try to remove some of these pieces, where are you? Oh, 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 oh. When you remove things like uh, accountability in your life, I don't need to answer to anyone. I can do whatever I want. I'm a grown man. I've, I've said that before. Guilty as charged. That's pride. That's pride. God is helping us all. <laughs> when you remove things, how about going to church? Why do I need to go to church? I could watch it online. 
It's the best invention ever. <laughs> Watching church in my pajamas. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God, you are so good. I got my hot cup of coffee. I got my, I got my pastor on the TV. Life is good. No, you're being lazy. Get off of your bum and come to church. <laughs> For those who are watching, we love you. <laughs> you know, but the truth hurts sometimes. How about tithing? We remove tithing from our life. Pastor, you always got to talk about money. The church always wants my money. Money, money, money. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. See, what God seeks to do through tithing is to bring stability in your finances. The blessing is for you. <laughs> I'm not the one that's gonna miss out on anything. I put God first in my finances. <laughs> I do that. And I've seen stability in my finances. I've seen times where, where I don't even know how to explain how it happened, but God just provides. Why? Because giving to God is a, is a showing of your heart to God, not to someone else. Not to someone else. It's between you and God. And it's a showing of the heart. And if you're not giving to God, then you will live with instability in your finances. How about praying? Wow. You try to rem remove prayer from your life. What's going to happen to this structure? I guarantee you, if I were to put that same 50-pound weight on top of this right now, it will not hold because there's instability. And we think we could remove these things. We think we could remove prayer. We could remove reading God's word. Well, I just don't have time for it right now. No, you need to set aside time. Set aside time for God. Because it is crucial. Because if enough of these get removed, that thing is going to fall. Your life will come to a crashing destruction. Now, I don't want to do it right now because of the sake of cleaning up, so I'll leave it like that. You're welcome, ushers. I love you guys. Thank God for our ushers. They're awesome. They're awesome. Paul writes in Ephesians 3.17 as the worship team comes forward this morning. Ephesians 3.17. Paul says this. He says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. He says, your roots will grow down into God's love. It will keep you strong. Oh, man, this is, this is amazing right here. Gee, you, need to, you need to hear that once again. Paul says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in who? 
in Him. Don't trust in anything else. Please listen. Don't make anything else the source in your life. That hub, it has to be something that's, that everything else is able to draw from. The hub has to be something that, that it, was, it was created for that reason. It was meant for that reason. And, and if, if, if that's not at the center, nothing else will do. The only way it's going to work is with God. And he says, your roots, they'll grow down deep into God's love, and they will keep you strong. See, because what happens when you experience God for yourself? You're going to want more. That's plain and simple. You're going to want more. As with anything else in life, you have something good, you want more. That's human nature. No different with God. Allow him. Let him in. Let him be the center. God, all right. God, I'm going to give you control. I'm going to give you control, God. What does that mean? That means that you're going to seek him with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, all of your strength. You seek him. You seek him. And you seek him. You just keep seeking him. And as you keep seeking God, that's exactly where God wants you to be. That's how he stays in the center. Because you're not seeking this over here anymore. You're not seeking this person anymore. Now it changed. Now you're seeking the Lord. So you want to keep God at the center? Seek him. Trust him. Trust him. Seek him and trust him. Let him do the rest. Is every head of God, every eye closed this morning?